Section 5 of From the Tower Window of My Bookhouse. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Marianne Bodorf. From the Tower Window of My Bookhouse. Edited by Olive Beaupre Miller. E. Merry Doings of Robin Hood. Part 2. It happened all on a summer's day that Robin Hood leaned him against a tree and said to Little John, Today is a fair day, Little John, and I make mine avow that I will not dine till thou hast brought me here some bold baron, knight, or squire to be my guest. Take then thy good bow in thine hand and let much and will scarlet wind with thee up to Watling Street to fetch me a guest. See you do no party any harm that hath a woman in it, nor no husbandman, nor no yeoman, nor no knight nor squire that will be a good fellow but purse-proud baron or pompous earl bring willy-nilly to me if my guest be over rich he shall pay for the feast if poor i shall share my goods with him merry good master quoth little john right glad am i to obey and off he went with much and will scarlet till through highways and byways they came out at last on that fine old road that was builded in days long gone by the romans and high watling street they looked east and they looked west and no man did they see but by and by came a knight a-riding past all dreary of semblance and poorly clad one foot hanging carelessly out of his stirrup little john advanced full courteously and fell upon his knee welcome to the greenwood gentle knight said he my master hath waited fasting these three long hours to dine with thee who is thy master quoth the knight my master is robin hood ah a good yeoman said the knight of him i have heard much good and so it doth please me to dine with him yet ever as they went their way the tears rolled down the good knight's cheeks and a sorry man he seemed on to robin hood's lodge they led him and robin right courteously bade him welcome then fairly answered the gentle knight god save thee good robin and all thy fair many i am called sir richard of the lee and right gladly will be thy guest at meat so the board was laid on the trestles and the cloth was spread robin and his guest washed together and wiped together and set them down with maid marian and the rest to a sumptuous wildwood dinner such a dinner have i not had in many a year quoth the knight when he had eaten his fill if it hath pleased thee sir knight said robin hood then i pray thee pay for the feast ere thou hast taken leave surely thou knowest it was never the custom that a yeoman should pay for a knight i take thy meaning said the knight gravely yet have i naught in my coffers to offer thee nay now quoth robin hood too many of thine order these days keep no troth with truth speak honestly i have no more but ten shillings said the knight full sorrowfully forsooth as i you say if that be true cried robin then i will not have of thee one penny and if thou have need of any more more shall i lend thee the good knight opened his purse and shook out ten shillings Alack, the more pity, quoth Robin Hood. But how didst thou come in so sorry a case? Thou must have been a poor husbandman, and let thy lands go to rack and ruin, if thou hast no more but ten shillings to thy name. Nay, by my faith, cried Sir Richard, no such fault is mine. My son, for that there are those who hate him, high in favour at court, was cast into prison on a paltry charge, and to get him free I must even pay a ransom of four hundred pounds. "'Twas more ready money than I had on the spot, "'nor would those friends who supped of my best in happier days "'give me aid of any kind or sort. 
so there was not for me to do but go to the rich lord eli for aid a wicked hard bargain the baron drove with my need for the loan of four hundred pounds i must pledge him all my fair lands and castle were threescore times the same nor would he leave me the money to work my land and earn once more wherewithal to repay him now the day of settlement is come and here i am on my way to tell him i cannot pay him a penny what will he do but seize my castle and lands from me oh alas and alack i grieve not so much for myself but for my dear wife and tender babes that will have nowhere to lay their heads now for ruth of this sad tale wept maid marian and little john and will scarlet and many another stout fellow there and maid marian whispered somewhat in robin hood's ear then cried robin hood loudly sir richard of lee if no other man will be thy friend in need then is robin hood that man and he rose up from the board little john go to my treasure and tell me out four hundred pounds will scarlet measure me three yards each of thy stoutest green and scarlet cloth and bring all here to me off went little john and will scarlet but that large-hearted fellow little john made such pretence of stupidity at counting that for four hundred pounds he told out eight and twenty score while will scarlet boldly measured yards by his good six-foot bow if our measure be over full said little john yet what better alms can there be than to help a poor gentle knight that has fallen in poverty so they bore all back to robin hood who gave it unto sir richard upon the spot and the good knight wept for thanksgiving and joy and when shall i come to repay thee said he this day twelvemonth said robin there under this thrystal tree meanwhile in the dining-hall of eli castle where blue and crimson light from the high-arched windows streamed over the richly spread table sat the baron at meat and with him all in splendid robes his friend the lord high sheriff of nottingham now friend sheriff said the baron in the sheriff's ear but in sir richard come this very day to pay me he shall be dispossessed and all his fair lands fall to me a good bargain i made to purchase for four hundred pounds an estate that will yield me full four hundred pounds every year now remember i paid thee thy good fat fee to see that the case proceeds all in fair process of law i count on thee to uphold me ay said the sheriff but i pray thee do not forget when betwixt us both sir richard is fleeced in due and proper fashion that thou owest me still another fat fee for my services at the shearing now even as they spoke sir richard was announced and clad in his poor sorry garments into the great room he came too gladly my lord says he i am come to keep my day the only greeting the baron gave was hast thou brought my pay never a penny said the knight and the baron's eyes sparkled full covetously for now thought he those fair lands must surely be mine then why didst thou come if not to pay cried he hoarsely my lord to beg that thou give me longer time not a single day more quoth the baron forfeit all thy lands this hour now good sheriff cried sir richard turning him to that proud and haughty officer of the law i beg thee be my friend and declare my lands may not be forfeit for a paltry four hundred pounds nay quoth the sheriff sternly i hold with my lord of eli thy lands are forfeit this day and hour but my fair wife and tender babes where shall they lay their heads that concerns us not cried the sheriff thy wife is thy wife do thou find where she may lay her head my lord what wilt thou give this fellow if he signs the release at once 
A hundred pounds, said the baron, and not a penny more. Then take the hundred pounds, sir knight, if thou hast any wit to thine own advantage, quoth the sheriff, and let the matter end. Nay now, cried the knight, on a sudden loosening all the bold spirit pit within. Though ye gave me a thousand pounds, yet never would I sign the release. He strode to a round table standing hard by, and shook out of a bag that he held in his hand an even four hundred pounds. Have here thy gold, my lord, he cried, which thou hast lentest me. Hadn't thou been courteous at my coming, I should have rewarded thee, but thou hast bespoke me villainously. So shalt thou have not a penny more than thy four hundred pound. Now have I repaid thy loan on the very day, and shall have my lands again for aught that thou canst do. And off he strode, merrily whistling, to tell his fair lady at home how their castle and lands were free. But that purse-proud baron he left behind had no more stomach for bite or sup for all his royal fare. Give me back my gold that I paid thee in fee to get me these lands, he began to roar in the sheriff's ear. Never a penny will I give back. Thou wert at fault to bring a fox instead of a sheep to the shearing. And so they fell to it quarrel and squabble and snitch and snatch, but in such worthy care of their skins as to have not more sharp than their tongues for weapons. It chanced on a day soon after that, Robin Hood sent Little John and Much, the miller's son, and Will Scarlet once again to Watling Street to bring back a guest for dinner. And whom do they see ambling down the long white road but a pompous baron, splendidly clad, and that right worshipful sir, the Lord High Sheriff himself, and with them two and fifty right young men for guard. Now, my lord of Eli, the sheriff was saying, Thou dost well go to London and start proceedings at law against that same fellow, Sir Richard. I ween thee thou wilt still find some legal means to strip him of his lands, and in London the name of the Sheriff of Nottingham is well known at court. Thou wilt still find to thy vantage to have such an one to thy friend. So, so, cried the lord of Eli, little hast thou vantaged me thus far. Even at that moment stepped forth little John, Much, and Will Scarlet, stopped the cavalcade and said right courteously worshipful sirs our master bids thee dine with him master who may thy master be quoth the lord of eli my master is robin hood said little john so gently as once he spake to sir richard robin hood cried the sheriff he is a thief and a robber robin hood cried the lord of eli of him heard i never good and the two started up their horses and bid their young men ride on then blew little john a blast on his silver horn and all the wood along the road seemed alive with men in lincoln green with bows strung and arrows aimed at the cavalcade went up a cry from the two and fifty right young men that guarded the baron and sheriff and mary they all turned tail and fled leaving their masters a-snivelling and cursing fast in little john's hands so little john and his men blindfolded the two and led them off to robin hood's lodge to gladly right worshipful sirs said robin hood full courteously i bid thee welcome to dinner do gladly right worshipful sir stammered the sheriff we thank thee but are not unhungered yet was there not for the sheriff and baron to do but wash with robin and wipe with robin and sit themselves down with him to the board while their knees knocked together for fear right sumptuous was the dinner but little stomach to food had the guests and when the sheriff saw at head of the table as robin's own lady that same bonny lass made marian whom willy-nilly he had meant to wed to his son he choked on a bitter mouthful and must e'er be pounded well on the back or ever he found his breath once more 
dinner over and done quoth robin in courteous wise come worshipful sirs you have dined of our best i pray you pay for the feast whined the lord of eli but twenty marks have i with me and not but two pounds with me quoth the sheriff if this be true good sirs said robin and you are in such poor wise then i will take from you not one penny for never i rob no poor man but if you have lied then by my faith i will take all you have and he begged little john to turn out the contents of the two men's saddle-bags little john spread out his mantle and from the lord of eli's bag poured out chinking eight hundred pounds in gold wherewith he was on his way to start proceedings in london to fleece sir richard cried little john and from the sheriff's bag rolled two hundred pounds the amount of the fee in full wherewith the baron had bribed him to sanction his fleecing of sir richard now quoth robin here is the quickest payment that ever saw i me look where in three days is settlement made of sir richard's debt to me and he took the money and bade little john lead the howling lord of eli back once more to the road but thou sir sheriff said he hast so long been our friend that we cannot so quickly part with thee thou shalt stay for a twelvemonth with us in the greenwood an outlaw will make of thee oh heaven have mercy cried the sheriff now let me go i pray but they took off his satins and velvets and linens and wrapped him in lincoln green and there neath the greenwood by night he must sleep on the hard hard ground and by day dress the king's deer that the outlaws shot and scrape vegetables and wash kettles and pots and serve as a common scullion at the end of a fortnight's time a sorrier man than that sheriff ne'er dwelt by dale or down ere i lie another night here cried he now robin i pray thee smite off my head and i will forgive it thee ah laughed bold robin we aim but to teach thee to be a good outlaw now for saint charity cried the sheriff let me go and i will be the best friend that ever you had then quoth robin sternly by my bright sword thou shalt swear never more to do harm to my men nor me nor to those poor folk in the countryside whom i make it mine affair to aid and that sheriff he swore him a mighty oath never more to harm robin nor his men nor those poor folk of the countryside then he took his satins and velvets and home he went nor journeyed abroad in the greenwood again for many a long day to come so the year rolled round past the time for gathering the harvest home when reapers sang neath the harvest moon past the time of snow-laden forest trees with crackling of fires in the greenwood huts and roasting of crabs and ballad and song came the springtime once more with singing of birds and sir richard all in fine array to pay his debt neath the greenwood tree for that i have my lands once more thank i god and thee quoth he to good robin this year i have prospered and here have i brought the four hundred pounds to repay thee and some little gifts of good bows and arrows beside but robin embraced and welcomed him well and told him how in that sound justice he was already repaid on the third day after the borrowing and that settlement being far and away above the amount of the debt he gave good sir richard thereof four hundred pounds more to build up his lands and once more work them to good advantage so robin hoped richard of all his cares and ever they two were fast friends henceforth four now when the king in london town heard all that went forward in sherwood forest how that there a bold outlaw dwelt who killed the king's deer that none but the king might shoot 
and defied the officers of the crown and never could be captured by my kingdom quoth he i'll take him myself and away with the mighty many he rode to far off nottingham town but though day after day he lingered there in company of the sheriff and scoured the countryside with his men never a sign of robin did he see said an old forester then leech lord take five of thy men alone dress thyself as an abbot thy men as monks then roam at large in the greenwood and i'll warrant thou wilt soon fall in with robin hood the king made no delay at carrying out of the plan all in the greenwood he wandered in the garb of an abbot with his five stout knights clad as monks and in sooth he had not gone far when out stepped bold robin and after his manner bade him stay and come with him to dine and robin blindfolded the good king and his men and led them away to the greenwood glade in thought to relieve them there as often he did others of any overabundance of this world's goods but the king when he reached the greenwood glade showed robin a ring that bore the seal of the king himself i am a messenger come from the king quoth he to bid thee bold robin to come to nottingham to be his guest both at meat and meal then cried robin as such thou art in sooth not a penny will i take from thee for i love no man in all the world as i love my good liege lord that doth ever tilt with barons and clergy to win fair justice for yeomanry and for his sake welcome welcome art thou to the greenwood if thou lovest thy liege said the king methinks thou shootest a many of his deer ay but says robin the deer in truth belong to him not all the game of the forest should be free free to the people who need it and not to serve but as sport to him who needs it not by the law of the greenwood all men have equal rights and if the king's law agree not then must it give place to the better law of the greenwood now the king said to himself that robin's words rang true though never would it do to admit the same so they washed together and wiped together and dined full well and robin he talked of this and robin he talked of that for ever the good king saw how his deeds were done to right the scales of justice when they had left the board good robin cried now sir abbot ere thou wendest thou way thou shalt see what life we lead in the greenwood and he blew a blast on his silver horn and seven score men came at once to his bidding a seemly sight quoth the king to himself by my faith his men are more at his bidding than my men are at mine they set up the willow wands hung with garlands for targets at a range of six score paces by fifty paces said the king that range is too far away whoso faileth to hit the rose garland cried robin hood shall get a good buffet on his head twice robin shot and ever he cleft the wand and so did gill of the white hand best archer of them all but when little john's arrow went astray and will stutley's too then robin bade stout will scarlet smite them each with a buffet and such a buffet he smote that they both fell to the ground but at the last shot what should chance but robin himself failed of the garland by three fingers width and more ha ha cried gilbert of the white hand master thou hast lost now like thy men stand forth and take thy pay so must it be quoth robin shamefaced what is good for the man is good for the master sir abbot i deliver thee mine arrow and since i have failed of my mark i pray thee smite me as well i do not like to smite a good yeoman said the king least i grieve him for sorely can i smite smite on boldly said robin i give thee large leave anon at that word the king he folded up his sleeve and gave such a buffet to robin that he sprawled full length on the ground now robin was sore astounded that a monk should have such an arm but as he spoke the monk's cow fell back from the good king's head and robin saw full in his face 
Then sudden he fell on his knees. My lord, the King of England, he cried, now I know thee well. And down on their knees fell all Robin Hood's men. Mercy then, Robin, said the king. We are in thy power, my knights and me. Fear not from me, quoth Robin, for my men and I must crave mercy, my lord, from thee. Mercy, good Robin, shalt thou have, cried the king full heartily. For well have I seen tis sheriffs and such as they that in this day true outlaws be, and here in the heart of the greenwood dwelleth freedom and true justice. Come thou and thy men to my service, for much have I need of stout arms like thine, and stout hearts like thine, and true, to do battle with such outlawry as dwelleth in the hearts of the rich and powerful. Come thou and thy men, and I pledge thee my word, I shall not rest till outlawed justice shall find once more her seat in the common courts of the land. I make mine avow to God, said Robin, thou speakest nobly, I am right glad to serve so stout a lord and all the seven-score men in Lincoln Green hurled up their caps in air and shouted too, We are right glad to serve so stout a lord. And so it befell when that the king went back to Nottingham Town, when Robin and all his men had made Marian and fair Ellen in his company. Hast thou captured the outlaw then? quoth the sheriff in glee. Nay, the king made answer, the outlaw hath captured me. At least he hath captured mine heart, and for love of his hardihood have I made him captain of my guard. His very first duty, Sir Sheriff, shall be to take thee, his prisoner, and bring thee in chains to London, there to answer to me for the felonies that thou hast committed in the name of the law of the land. It was a goodly many save for the poor, sorry sheriff, that set off for London town all on a summer's day. But as they journeyed, Robin Hood whispered in Bonnie made Marian's ear, Belike our life will be busy in service of the king, sweetheart. Yet sometimes we will slip away for a little breathing space and hie we once more to the greenwood on a merry morn in May, there to see the deer draw to the dale and hear the small birds singing. End of part two.